Hey, everybody, and welcome back uh, to Playlist with People. It's been a hot, hot, hot minute since we've done one of these. Uh, I thought I'd have one of my earliest guests back on the show. Uh, he's the host of the Jibber Jabber with Reggie podcast. It is Reggie himself. Hey, what's up? Playlist with people. People, how's people. it going? <laughs> happy to be on the happy on happy to be on Playlist with people. Thank you so much, Ruben. Happy it's good to, to you, see you. Happy to have you back, man. It's so good to see you. It's like, uh, yeah, you were on like, I think you were episode number two, I believe, or something like that. And something like uh, two or three, somewhere yeah. around there. Two or we three. Did, yeah, two or three. And we did we did white girl indie we're gonna do a different topic today but uh yeah you were one of my first guests man and, and you know you've got your podcast we talk about podcasting a lot i know yeah. you recently just got yours back up and running again and you're yes you're going for it yes yes ruben man named after my third favorite sandwich i uh my podcast is back up and running you know um you know how like covid made everybody start a podcast yeah well i think everybody with a podcast was just like i gotta take a break <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah i took i took like a small break um well a, a chunk right because i still tried to put stuff out on my own because it was yeah. kind of hard to like schedule with people i know when everybody was inside it was kind of hard to schedule <laughs> but but uh you know i kind of find it i found it hard to like why should I do this while so much is happening in the world? Dude, that's my exact yeah. sentiment, especially with this podcast, Place of People. I'm like, I've recently gone through a huge dilemma with it. And I was just like, and I was almost to the point where I was like, do I continue this podcast? Do I even keep this going? I was like, I just know everyone's hitting like their mental low points. Everyone I know is like depressed and going through so much and the world is crazy. And like, I'm just sitting here talking about like what your favorite reggae band is, you know, am I, yeah. <laughs> am I being helpful? Is this a good thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a weird feeling and it's like yeah it's a strange thing happened too like i think 2021 came around and everyone thought like oh 2021 like that's it you know 2020 was was it at 2021 was kind of like it was like an aftershock title effect kind of thing where like it wasn't over and it felt even weirder and, and worse in a lot of ways and just like i kind of like when things started to open up like in a major way again instead of me being like oh yay everything's open again i found myself sort of retreating like when because 2020 we were like everyone's like stay put you can't go anywhere and that was fine we were all like okay we like learned that it was okay to like stay put and you know just not do anything there was no pressure mm -hmm. once once everything kind of came back to normal in a sense now it was almost like oh now now there's a pressure now i feel like i should be doing things and it was like even more pressure and it just yeah. got real weird man it did no absolutely it got like super weird like a lot of um so I was I was like still going. I started therapy again in 2020. Um, and a lot of what I was hashing out there was like, oh, I have like I kept on thinking of the pandemic as like a break. I was like, sweet. I get to do nothing now. Yeah, I, that means I can catch up. And I'm like, what am I catching up to? Like, who said there's this timer? where what am i running towards or what's chasing me right now and it was just self-imposed like oh i gotta be hyper productive during this time where the world is at a standstill and it's like no 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 time out yo the world is at a standstill and then there's others that have not accepted that to varying degrees and also like shit's happening and and like 
I, I would talk about it a lot in my solo episodes of Jibber Jabber with Reggie, available wherever you get your podcast, new episodes every Thursday. Um, it, I would just talk about like uh, this concept of um, not every era needs poets, right? Yeah. And I kind of felt that a lot while I was doing what I was doing uh, in 2020. Like I, I, I went into it like, oh, I'm going to write my script. I'm going to write my original script. I'm going to write my spec script. I'm going to get my, I'm going to really fix up my podcast stuff. Right. Oh, and I'm going to just write jokes, jokes, jokes. And it's like, no, I, I actually, I only did like 20% of that. Yeah. The, the, the other 80 was just like personal growth. It was like, I think, if you if you did 2020 right, you were an ascetic. You, you were just like you were a hermit. You were a mountain man. You were like, yeah. a, you know, you were in the forest and then you just kind of like went in, you know? Yeah. And then like you're right about 2021. A lot of people like feel that 2021 is different. But like the thing about it hasn't been that much time <laughs> like like, I don't think anybody understands how, like, global diseases work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's it. It's over, right? New Year? Then they kind of count down to the new year, and they're like, all right, well, that shit's over with. Let's We're, we're done, right? We're done that was like that, a right? spooky thing. Yeah. <laughs> and even if it was done, and, even, and then even when it, when it felt like it was done, and they were like, go out, go, go be free again. And it was like, oh, man, like, that, just like, go be normal humans again. Like, let's just pretend like that just didn't happen. And then like, I'm just all shell-shocked. Like, I don't know how to be a normal human sometimes again. Like, I, I find it hard to make eye contact with people these days. Uh-huh. You know, like, I, there's things that, like, I know, like, whoa, I've, I don't make eye contact as frequently with people. Like, I don't, I, I, there, there's weird things where I'm like, I, I am more introverted. I came out of this more introverted than before. I, yeah, I, I, I get that. Like, it's, um, I came out of it, like, I, I quit my job. Mm-hmm. I quit my job, and I found the new one. And then... I, it's a customer service, right? Like I, I'm, I'm working at a donut shop, the salty, the salty donut. Oh, salty donut's a great place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, South Miami salty donut. And I remember adjusting to like work life after not having it for so long. And I was like, this is so weird. This is like, I haven't had to be subservient, right? Yeah. I haven't had to be submissive. <laughs> yeah. Or show up it, to a place on time. Yeah, or show up to a place on time or like manage my my so like that sort of a social being. Yeah. And then also just like in my own personal life, like I'm getting older now and like I'd been away from some people and only the people that truly mattered to me kept in touch, right? Yeah. Like we we would keep in touch like just a, a text message here or there and and yeah. like I valued that connection. And then like I I, I knew I kind of knew I was drilling down on some things and I and oh, like yes. yeah now I'm out here and I don't one thing I did take from being alone or inside I I don't I don't I don't sit in discomfort for as long as I used to you know what I mean like Wait, what do you mean by that yeah uh let me, I think this is a situation that happened recently mm-hmm. I was I was performing again and like a couple of comics were in a circle, just, you know, drinking some beers, having fun, cracking jokes, roasting. And then a stranger out of nowhere comes in. Makes everybody feel weird. I didn't want to feel weird. So I called them out. I'm like, who are you? And you're here smoking weed. There's cops not too far. We don't know you. This isn't 
yours. This is us. Yeah. Like, leave, dude. And everybody was like, whoa, what are you doing? And the guy's like, oh, really? Well, you know, I could, you could roast me too. I'm like, that's not for you. Go away. I'm not going to do this. And the guy left. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I think that's kind of where I'm at now. There's power in that, man. There is where it's like your, your energy is valuable. Like your Mm -hmm. energy is actually really valuable. And it's like, if you just give it to random people and you just let random people come into it and just like, just do whatever they want with your, and just like, you're like sitting there just being like, "Mm -hmm, that's okay. And just kind of forcing yourself through it. Like, no, like we're all grown ups here. Be like, who are you? What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I I got, I got only so much time on this earth and only so much energy for like, what, like, like, there's, you're gonna, you and I are gonna have so many interactions yeah. in this world. Yeah. You know what? And some of them will be like this. Now was your time. You're due for one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he needs to hear that. You're, you're probably helping him in a way too. Yeah. Right? You're like, you're being you know, weird. So he'll need to hear that once in a while. Like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm not the only one you're being a weirdo. Yeah. And, and, and adjust his life. You and you are, you're basically married. Yeah, man. I'm getting married next year. Next year. Yeah, it seems like I think that's what everyone's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah, yeah, with quarantine, it was definitely like make or break for people where it was like, it definitely either like I, a lot of relationships ended during mm-hmm. that time, or they just fortified and you're like, okay, I can I can be a, I can truly be alone with you. Yeah, we're, we're doing this. Endless. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, oh, I, I was gonna I was gonna ask, like, how's like now you're doing comedy again? Yeah. But then also, uh, we have a thing that we're doing here. We're gonna be talking about some music, but yeah. we can get to the, we can get to that when we, we can, get to we that. We can dip in whenever. We can dip in and yeah. out of these topics. Yeah. How how is how's comedy been for you? Because I I see you, man. I see you on Instagram, and I'm like, that's that's Ruben. That's he's <laughs> there doing the thing, and like, yeah, you, you're aligning yourself so well with some stuff, and I. I haven't heard some new jokes recently. I, I, I heard one video and I like I reposted yeah. it and stuff, but I, I, I'm just so uh, interested in w- w- how you what, what how's your voice developed and all that stuff. Yeah, man. Thanks. I yeah, I've been it's been really fun being in a whole new scene. Like that's definitely a, it's definitely a whole perspective shift where you realize comedy is much bigger than, you know, than the little worlds that we're in sometimes. And that like there's just a whole other many people you know doing comedy in this one place there's a bunch of people doing comedy and in, in another place and none of them really know each other you know and you hear about like sometimes in a scene there'll be like little dramas or little things happening in a comedy scene and it's just so funny it's like you feel so outside of it when you're just like like none of this actually like matters and you start to see it from the outside and just be like i'm just gonna come do my thing and just show up and just do my thing and like and just try to be the you know and i've always been focused on the comedy itself and like never like the inner workings of the you know the comedy scene and the open mic dramas like i've always just been like let me show up and just try to be the funniest i can be just focus on writing the best jokes i can and then it's been it's been good for me and in in a way like coming to a new scene and like and then like having you know confidence in myself you know when i've like i've tested the waters and i've I've kind of come become more comfortable with myself comedically Mm Um, coming out here and just like knowing I'm going to be okay and like just hopping on some mics and like kind of people instantly being like oh you're a new guy oh you're great let me get you on a show it's like it's all happening a little quicker and it's kind of nice in a way to yeah like, yeah that. I know exactly it's it's new game plus yeah it's new game plus because you are already in a scene you developed yourself in here in Miami 
and you were able and the thing about Miami that I think people don't recognize is that like there's so much time there's mm-hmm. so much freedom and the crowds are so wild that you can you can go any in which way direction artistically and you know you'll find yourself and then yeah. you'll center on something and then when you go somewhere else you know how to treat a little bit of time and a lot of time no crowd uh, a huge crowd yeah and all that stuff and then also you're going to a new scene as a new person but you already had that like stuff in the background yeah you it's already like, had- it's, like, it's like on top of your video games it's like when you're like let's say you're like this really strong like you know uh, paladin character and you're like really uh, high level but then you like you dress up in like in, in crappy gear and you go to like town <laughs> and you challenge people to like a duel you know yeah. <laughs> they don't know your skill <laughs> absolutely yeah it's like, like who's this guy? yeah yeah who's this guy why is he wearing like a, a torn tunic level two <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you mean yeah it's, like, it's a it's, it's a it's a little powerful a move in that way where it's like I came here like trusting myself, knowing that like I spent time in Florida trying to find my voice and craft my skill. And and then I came here just kind of like less, less like I'm I'm trying to get into comedy and figure this comedy thing out. And I came here with more intention where I was like, I'm gonna come here and just try to like put my best foot forward and try to just get to know people and just be nice and be myself and try to get on some things. And it's been working out great. And I've been met great people here and it's cool, man. And it really just, yeah, again, it shows me it really gave me a, a bigger perspective of comedy where, you know, if you're in your city, you're doing comedy all the time, you know, that's kind of what you, what you know, but you go into a whole different city and then you're just like, oh, comedy is just thriving here. I'm sure if you go to, you know, some other major, you know, there's some other city right now where comedy is yeah. happening and thriving. It's like, it's happening all over and it's not just one city or one place. And like, it, it is such a, a big thing and it, and it feels bigger now in my head. Yeah, absolutely. I think I like people do kind of like, People forget that like comedy is, is a global thing. Like, like there's a scene in London that's super good. Yeah. Right. And like there's a scene in Missouri. Like it, yeah. it's happening. And like there's so much for the taking and there's so much happening. And and like you can just you can get you can get tunnel vision in your own scene. Yeah. That's something that I've definitely like uh like realized having stepped away from comedy because i didn't do comedy all of 2020 yeah all 2020 i just stayed in i was just like you know what it's okay yeah it's okay i my journey and my growth is my own um no one said i had to be dave Chappelle by 30 you know exactly yeah exactly i i i'm okay and then having stood out from it observed it and then seen other things and then mm-hmm. reevaluated what i wanted and what i wanted to do uh i that's made me all the more stronger. I was actually recording some my, uh, an episode of my podcast yesterday, and I said something. Uh, I said I said this. This is the first time in a long time that I felt I'm actually doing comedy, if that makes sense, or stand up, or like yeah, being artistic, or whatever, whatever, or entertaining, whatever you want to call it. So. Yeah. That feels that that you're, definitely feels you're good. Kind of getting into your pocket and you're truly like feeling like you're, yeah, like like the, like the, what you imagined. Like, mm-hmm. like everyone has the idea of what of how you want your stand up to come across. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling like it's finally coming across that way, and you're feeling exactly like, yeah. And and I'm gonna be doing it ten years now. It's up in August. It's gonna be ten years. Damn yeah, I've I've heard people say the ten year thing. The, the ten year mark is like when you really like like every every comedian has said that like ten years is a yeah time for that, some reason where you really like. Yeah, it's um, it's either ten years or having children. 
yeah th- right. those two <laughs> those two things kind of like that's when this when you turn on the switch yeah. or whatever it may be i hear it all the time in like comedy podcasts uh-huh. like 10 years is when like oh everything clicks yeah although f- being fair i've like um 10 years in miami is very different like yeah. i like new york is the hyperbolic time chamber miami is like the, the spaceship island yeah, it's, that's Roshi's <laughs> Island. It's, it's wearing the turtle shell on your back and running and delivering yeah, milk. Yeah. yeah. Dra- Dragon Ball reference. <laughs> Stay with it, people. Keep up. I, uh, <laughs> no, but back where you were saying about, like, about your vision and, and your, your goals, it, like, I think that's something important I've been reflecting on lately, too, a lot, is like where, you know, I'm like, like you said the thing about Dave Chappelle by 30. It's like a lot of people have this weird vision in comedy where I feel like a lot of people are trying to, like, race to this, like, you know, like, like they got to make it like, and like, what is making it? Is that a Netflix special? Like, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out where I'm like, what does comedy mean to me? What do I want out of this experience? And I think the yes. more you make it personal to yourself, yes. the more that you're like, what, what is my journey? What would I like out of this? The more you relax and the more like I feel relaxed lately with comedy and I don't feel that pressure I used to feel. I don't feel like really like the jealousy, like, you know, you see someone on the show, you don't get that innate jealousy where you're like, oh, I should be on that show or why am I not like, it's like, I'm so relaxed with it lately. And I'm just so like, I trust myself. I know that I have the ability and I'm just going to like, like, like get it when I get it, how I get it. And like, you know, and my yes. will be however, how whatever it has to be. Like, there's no, there's, absolutely there's no boss. There's no, there's no quota. There's no deadline to your comedy. Louder for the people in the back, Ruben. People in the back. There's no deadline to your comedy. Yeah, there is. I mean, you know, very famously, Louis Black, he came up at 50. Yeah. Right. Um, I know. Rodney very, Dangerfield. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Um, and even outside of comedy. I, I know a um, illustrator, very yeah. famous. Uh, well, not. Well, I guess famous amongst illustrators or anybody interested, but just a lot of like magazine work, uh, comic book covers, Yuko, Yuko Shimizu. She mm-hmm. has really great work. And she started like, she started late in her life. She yeah. learned how to draw like in like later in her thirties. She wasn't like a young cat, like a fancy art school. No. Yeah. So like, I, I absolutely, what you just said, absolutely something I've been feeling because a lot of people, I, I see it here a lot in Miami. Right. Um, one like okay a jo- one of the jobs you can get in comedy you could be a crowd warmer mm-hmm. for like a late night show that's a job yeah. that's a nine to five doing comedy you're getting a check you have health insurance and you're in proximity to so many people and things yeah that's a good job that's yeah. a comedy job and like that's something you could do how many people are thinking about doing that And then also taking it like just further, like personally, right? Mm -hmm. Like how how many people do you know in your scene or in Miami or just, you know, personally that are working towards making a spec script and an original pilot? So that way they have that when somebody asks for something like that, you know? Yeah, not many. Yeah, it's like a lot. Like I've, I've, I believe a lot of people need to align themselves with what they really think comedy is for them because- if you want to be a road dog, you can. Yeah. That's that's a very easy thing to do. Easy yeah. in the sense of like getting it started. You were saying? But I find that most people, not, not most people, that's, that's a wide statement, but I find that a lot of people in, in comedy 
are just uh they're 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 dreaming their heroes dreams they're mm-hmm. they're they're you know they look up to somebody like like let, let, let's look at the monolith of, of joe rogan which is this person now that like all these comedians like they they see this the guy and they're like that's that's it that's the path i have to do that and it's like i have to do that like like they hear bigger comedians and how they got there and they think that that's how i have to get there mm-hmm. and you're like what are you talking like, like you have to get to joe DeRosa's life you have to get to like, like like what are you talking about like 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 his entire path his entire life is different his priorities are different so like i think i think it just feels more genuine and it feels more like is again relaxing when you can actually go and go in your mind and go like like what is what is this going to be for me like what is like you have to create your own path and not yeah. em, and not emulate someone else's path like in anything in basketball and all these different things that people like i think that's why there's so much like pressure and there's so much stress on people is that we set these like crazy goals where we just say like i'm gonna i, I i'm doing comedy and then i have to make it and, the, and then like and like they, they, there's this large gap between you being at an open mic and then you being a national headliner or having a netflix special yeah and, but people see that goal like the carrot dangling in front of them but like you can barely see the carrot it's so far away that like the pressure crushes you because you're just like you're absolutely so far from that every single day yeah absolutely when when you just have an amorphous blob of an idea and you don't know how to like parse it yeah. it feels like a lot of pressure but like yeah like what i was saying earlier about how i constantly felt like i needed to like be somewhere immediately like i was always thinking in hindsight like oh my gosh i'm gonna be 28 i i'm almost 30 i'm not here i'm not there and it's like you know i i I didn't even know what i wanted i didn't do the things that i now know that would have set me up for whatever for that success that i want or like that um path that i want now so yeah like why didn't i take an acting class at 22 right like what's why didn't i do like all these things and then also it's like people like you can do so much if you want to be uh if you want a netflix special you know what are you what are you doing to align yourself with that and also once you have it like really imagine once you have it Mm -hmm. what then did you did you finish can you stop i don't don't know i haven't gotten yeah yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) and it's and i don't know it's just like now that I'm treating myself better, the yeah. comedy is better. Absolutely, dude. My yeah. Yeah, mental health and like making sure you're good is, is my top priority now. And it's like, and it's like, if I ever feel like I'm, like I'm doing a lot of comedy and my mental health is suffering, I'll step back sometimes and I'll like, and I'll just take some days to myself and I'll, I'll take time off and I'll, and I'll do what it takes to make sure that I'm good. So that way I, I know my comedy is good and I'm not just out there, mm-hmm. you know, spinning my wheels like for no reason and feeling this unnecessary stress and pressure on myself. It's like, absolutely. Which, and then, which again, oh. someone, someone might hear this and go, well, you also have to be grinding hard. And if you really want this, you really have to go for it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's great again. But like, but, but for me and like what works for me, I know that like, I have to make sure I'm good. You know, I'm like my, my life, my mental health is like, it has to be top priority for me because when I'm not good with that, like nothing in my life works well, you know? So mm-hmm. I have to always make sure I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. And then uh, something interesting about what you said about like, they're trying to pursue um, their hero's dreams mm-hmm. or like their hero's path or whatever. Yeah. Um, in the context of all the people that we like or admire or emulate, they came up doing a very different time. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even just talking about like, you know, I'm like, like the nature of comedy now 
is is astronomically different from what it was say even in the 80s and 90s like it's say, so different i would say even in the even in the 2000s even like uh, yeah you know, 2010 was so different yeah the way we consume comedy and content yeah exactly it's so different and people just need to be kinder about themselves and what they can and can expect to do like people are getting people are touring off of like you know like a million on a million followers on tiktok and shit or like yeah. one or two commercials like yeah it's not it, yeah like so, a lot of comedians who are interested in making sketches and stuff and i'm like but then they'll, they'll they'll turn their nose up at tiktok and i'm like are you kidding me like it like it's a sketch machine and it's like it's like you can't be too cool for things you know like if things change in this yeah. new format like why wouldn't you seize this opportunity like if you can make a tiktok and, you, and then you get millions of followers and, and you're a funny person and you like making little sketches you know i think a lot of more comedians should be making tiktoks if you mm-hmm. ask me like i think it's just a smart move like you know it, it doesn't mean you're a sellout it doesn't mean you're you're taking you know again it, like because your hero grinded these road gigs and stayed in dingy hotels with hookers like that's what you you need to do but it's like that's not the world we live in like you said that's not that's not you know it's, you, you can do that if you want that's out there for you but like exactly is, is that really what you want is that really what what this world exactly. is like like you have to you have to just be authentic to yourself and just just do things the way you do them like like we grew up like I think about the way we grew up at kind of getting into a little bit into our video game topic. Like you and me grew up as like, you know, kids who like to watch like anime and play Pokemon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Bill, Bill Burr never did that. You know what I mean? Like, like that's Bill. our experience. Like mm-hmm. growing up as those kids who like to watch cartoons, like that, that influences a lot of the things in my life that influences a lot of the ways I, I, I consume content and I like, you know, so it's like that, that's me. And that's, that, that's what makes me, me is the things that I like, the things I grew up on that have all come together to make me who I am today. So like, Absolutely. So, so like, I can't even relate to his experience or any other comedian's experience. Like you have to really find out what your experience and what you bring to the table. And then it also makes you have more unique comedy when you, when, when you're, when you're up there being authentically yourself and you know what I mean? And not just, not just making a joke about, you know, some, some, some commentary on, well, you know, the, the political, like, like talk about yourself up there. Like, like, let me know what makes <laughs> you an individual, like what's on your mind for real absolutely no uh i agree 100 percent, and it's it's um it's it's just yeah you you would you would only it would only serve you better to understand and know yourself and be kinder to yourself better you know if you understand yourself better if you know yourself better if you if you can like place those boundaries wherever they may be right and then like work on them or slowly push them forward or keep them where that whatever it whatever that means to you it would only serve it would only work to serve you better yeah and yeah it's a it, that, that's just the truth plain and simple and i'm glad that like i'm doing comedy the way that i am now you know it's uh <laughs> me too man yeah i feel uh, yeah i just feel like a weirdly a weird like relaxation with it like it just in life in general like i'm 33 and I, and I feel like I'm really just, I'm still kind of just like, since I hit 30 and like to, to now to 33 is when I'm like really starting to understand myself really well and be okay with who I am and kind of like myself. And like, you know, like I can look back and say, oh man, like I wish I started comedy when I was 21. I wish that, you know, there's all these things that I could have wished for. Mm-hmm. My life played out the way it played out. And, and like right now I feel okay about things and I'm just, you know, you got to take today and just, and do yeah. it again. And there's no, there's so much weird pressure. Like I'm, yeah, being, being in my thirties now and like, like hearing, like, I think with women, there's much more pressure that they feel 
to like have have children or to you know like to be a certain place at a certain age like they really feel the the age effect more with like oh my god i'm almost 25 and they have like this like dreadful crisis about it where they're like i'm, I'm 25 and you're like hearing that you're almost 25 to me like now i laugh at them. i'm like you're a child you're yeah you know what i mean it's like, <laughs> like but, but i know what it was like to be that age and to feel that weirdness like i'm almost 21 i'm so old now and you're just like yeah i can see what old people see when they look at us complaining yeah. about that now where i'm like oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're just, you got plenty of time exactly like i you plenty of time there's i like you, you know, you're not a dog. You're not seeing them seven years in a, <laughs> in a row. Yeah. You're like, you're good. You're yeah. good. Chill. Like, relax, uh, yeah. yeah, like relax. It's fine. It's not, I, and that's a thing I had. Like I, I, I kept on looking at time progressing as like a, as like, I was, I was working as if I had due dates yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, who set them? Me me and my brain yeah. my crazy brain set them and when you necessary. turn and when you turn them in on time what happened not much if i ever if i moving. even did and right. then also if it's my assignment that i'm setting i can yeah. start it in whenever <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah i think that's the, that's the moral man right there is that's a good little clip right there of like just like yeah that's a general rule i'm glad we're both on the same page where it's like yeah, I think the more you relax, the more you let things happen, you know, for yourself when they happen and like just being easy on yourself. And that's that's the moral of 2021 to me. Yeah, because I mean, with how things are looking and how things are going, we, we just might be in uh, in 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 the thick of it again. So yeah. I don't know if we'll ever get out of the thick of it. You know, like the world is just the thick of it. Like whatever time period <laughs> you went to, like I was thinking back, you know, like think back to like olden days, like, you know, like, I don't know, the Dust Bowl. Like they thought it couldn't get worse than that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like back then they were like, this must be the thick of it. Thick of, like, it will never this has got to be the worst. Yeah. That was terrible. Like I think, that, I think, I think we couldn't handle the Dust Bowl. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. a pretty yeah, that was, terrible time. Uh, yeah. And like think about the stock market crashing think yeah. about the spanish flu like yeah. that was the last pandemic before this one yeah. um when george bush was president and like we, like you know when we were all just like oh like this is this is the worst like, like when i was playing thing. smash brothers melee yeah 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 <laughs> 9-11 and we we're just like oh my god it's like it always feels like the end it always feels like and like then 2020 and the pandemic was a whole other thing where i was just like this feels like the end it feels like the end of things it feels like this is like we're coming to like the world is is coming to such a shitty place but it's like it's always been kind of in a shitty place at times yeah it's yeah. actually mostly been in a shitty place you know like, yeah even though we are in the best time to be it's always been in a shitty place yeah but yeah like people romanticizing the past it's like no 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 right now is the time it's yeah. it's bad but it's always been bad so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah like, like that's like the difference when you're like when you're like oh like life is fucked but then like it turns to like ah oh, life is fucked like yeah life is like, fucked oh. i i know how to navigate when things aren't going good but yeah. when things are uh, yeah when things aren't going good oh baby i got the map got i the got it tonight. yeah yeah i made it out all right but when things are going good i'm like whoa <laughs> mm-mm nope we gotta plan it yeah yeah something's coming up (laughs) something's coming up exactly exactly yeah man man. but uh, during this time like during the pandemic one thing for sure and this is kind of transition here is like i got i got heavy back into video games oh hell yeah addicted like hell yeah i 
I I'm in the same. I started playing a Dragon Quest 13 on mm-hmm. my PS4. Um, I got a bunch of games. I played a bunch of games. I finished some. I sunk hours. You know, in fact, um, the pandemic affected so many markets. People being inside made old video retro video games, old video games as old as like the 3D, as old as like the DS. Yeah. And as old as like Xbox and PS3 shoot up in price because people were like exploring their old hobbies again and explore and diving into nostalgia like pokemon games now if you have heart gold Uh it's like a complete copy is two hundred dollars that is a uh that is a 150 percent markup from the original price yeah i can see i can see a big market for that where it's people who like people who put down the video games and they grind it out and they've been working so hard these past 10 whatever years this is let me grow up and play video games get a real job you know and like start a family <laughs> they did that and now like the pandemic was like everyone stay home nobody can work so they're probably like what did i used to do before all this oh i used to like oh, play video games and they, they don't really they don't really have time to like learn about new video games they're just like i just want to go back and play some of the old stuff i used to yeah enjoy. absolutely absolutely and that's also the reason why pokemon cards are so expensive now I'm so it's a whole about thing that. i'm so pissed about the pokemon card thing I, oh, man. I, I had so many i had i had all that i had charizard i had all of it and like i got rid of it i just gave it away you know to my cousin and now it's like people are flipping these for so much money and i'm like yeah there's a small voice in my head that's like you should get back into it i'm like no what, how frustrating is that concept like, no that's don't don't you don't need yeah. to get back in like it's like being a, a, a captain of a pirate ship yeah <laughs> and, and you, you had this like these this metal you had this bounty liked, but nobody wanted your treasure so you, no. <laughs> threw it over, you threw it overboard you're frustrated with it and then come to find out you had the most valuable treasure in the ocean and now you're back on the seas trying to dig it up again you know you don't even know where you dropped it yeah come to, come to find out some like shit eater like youtube famous like yeah. like what 20 something year old white boy yeah made it made it a big deal and it's like well, what like charizard's cool now yeah like charizard's been cool and you were all making fun of me <laughs> you'll see see told you mom and it's like, mom. Nah. yeah i feel like when my kid has like toys and stuff i'm never gonna let them get rid of them it's like no i learned yeah you're, you're gonna thank me you're gonna thank me for protecting your old yeah. video games i'm retiring yeah. off of your toys son. yeah yeah oh you don't want that hey that's cool kid that's dad hand it over to me <laughs> i i have patience yeah <laughs> i i know how to i know how to sit on an investment i can see in retrospect now yeah yes Yes, foolish really? child. Foolish child. I bought I bought this for me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, video games. I, I went I went deep into the video games again, and I was just like, it's always been my comfort my whole life. Video games have always been a, a good thing for me to like just fill the time and to be bored mm-hmm. and be okay with being bored. And so the pandemic, I think, like, yeah, it really like when it was okay for everyone's like, all right, no one has to go anywhere. There's no pressure. Yeah. I was like, I was like let me just fully immerse myself let me ju- again. Yeah. Let me just. Games do my hobby yeah that was one of the beautiful things about the pandemic i was able to just do my hobby yeah. and like i hadn't i hadn't like you know i would i would play video games before okay. like you know in the before times yeah. and um 
I'd feel guilty. I'd be like, oh, I wasted so much time doing this thing in this level. Oh, I should have gone to sleep. And then now in the pandemic, I was like, I can just do this yeah. and not feel bad and not like, you know, should've you know, flog myself. Or something. Yeah, exactly. There was so, no pressure. So like, yeah, and like we haven't felt that little pressure to do shit since we were like 13 or 14 or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when we were living with our parents and like there was yeah. no, and we were just young and going to high school and like you did your homework and then there was no other pressure to do anything. Yeah, else. exactly. Now that we're adults, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I have this car. I have this, I have, I'm an adult. I should be doing things. I should be social. I should go here. I should, mm-hmm. like the pandemic was just like, no, no, just sit down and just, just, just get into Zelda again. Just, you know Shh, what I mean? I'm, I'm ruining the world. Don't worry. Yeah. No, don't worry. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sit busy. Go into I'm the busy. simulation. Go into the distract yourself yeah just and that and that's what it was and i was able to enjoy those hobbies like yeah like fully again like yeah like i was able to invest time in a japanese rpg yeah like, <laughs> a, a game where like people estimate it's like at least a hundred hours of time yeah that's how much like, you used to put in the games so for yeah, real, yeah. When, you were, when you were I, done with like a final fantasy game or a kingdom hearts like yeah, it was always like a hundred. Like if you completed all the stuff you wanted. Yeah, to if you if you were like if you were real about it, you know, yeah. if you really like put your time in. Yeah. It was like no, no, no. I need to fight all these monsters to get the ultimate weapon, and there's like a zero point zero one percent chance that it'll drop it. But yeah, I, yeah. but I farmed all the lucky <laughs> stuff, so I increased my chances to to two percent so i'm looking good this is a, this high, is yeah got, you watch videos on like how to increase yeah. your chances the most yeah <laughs> the peak hours to log in and get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah like like the things like so video games are so interesting because it is a it is a fairly new form of media that's mm-hmm. like like imagine if a book a movie music and a uh i don't know like a board game just fused together a toy just fused together it's like it's like this it's like equally as passive as it is engaging yeah and it's like and like if you think about like um okay think about pac-man pac-man the premise was simple uh, you're uh, you're a circle that needs to eat these circles, but you're weak to ghosts, except yeah. when you eat the flashing circle, right? <laughs> and that was that's all you needed. That's all you did because the technology permitted that. Yeah, the technology permitted that. So then now fast forward to here, you you uh, you're playing the game Control. Have you ever played it? No. Oh, phenomenal game. Play it. It's like it's a it's a very good game. I I would actually. I, I, it's a very good game, right? Control. The premise is that you're this woman, who, uh, who I guess, got a being from another dimension in them, but the being is cooperating with you. You're trying to look for your brother, and you find this strange building called the Bureau of Control, mm-hmm. where they, um, where they, ba- it's basically Area 51, but for psychic, uh, uh, supernatural things. Okay. And then you explore this this uh, amorphous, ever-evolving building, uncovering yourself, uncovering, like, the mystery of your brother, uncovering what happened to you, and, like, what, what this all means, right? And it, you, and that's the game. Yeah. The game has a person, a story, music, uh, uh, 
an ebb and a flow characters you fall in love with characters that you hate yeah. you, you die you come back in all this stuff and we used to play pac-man yeah you know, like yeah and that's all because of the technology and and then yeah that's games now like people don't sit and think on that for a second they don't i think that's why a lot of a lot of people like a lot of older people they they have this natural instinct to like to look down on gaming and to be like it's a waste of time because you know in their in their in their generation you know you're, you're saying you're just playing pong or Pac-Man. you're playing a ball and stick or whatever yeah, and, you're like, and it sort of was a waste of time in a way but like but now it's almost it's so immersive and it's so like intricate and then there's there's this communities with online communities and people have made friends on these games like lifelong friends people have met their their significant others on video yeah. games. it's like and now there's not now it's a major uh esport now it's like now it's a now it's a viable career for people to yeah. be a gamer and it's great and just you can be a streamer and from your bedroom you can make so much money and it's like yeah so so there's this whole new world um of video gaming where it's like it's this whole it's this whole monster and it's so much mm-hmm. more than than it used to be yeah and and it's and it's just like sitting down and thinking about it you're like you're blown away yeah. because uh, like okay so there were um there was uh one of the donkey kong competitions mm-hmm. people used to do that in like the 80s and that was a thing and that was probably the one of the first iterations of like an esport or a, yeah. or a video game pro right like playing donkey kong competitively oh i got this high score you know i did i, I, I get did this kong without dying that's like a real yeah, challenge. yeah exactly and then now we're here and we're playing way more intricate games yeah. uh, well intricate in the sense that like there's uh, more layers layers of mechanics right yeah requiring uh kind of sort of almost different um uh kinetic skills from yourself right yeah and and like who would have imagined that some sucker trying to get a a high score in donkey kong would have (laughs) never thought that they would be playing they would be um you know um what's this game called star starcraft starcraft yeah starcraft yeah if you um for the listeners just look in just watch professional starcraft yeah we have people in their 20s or younger making decisions mic many micro decisions within the span of seconds yeah they're they're essentially a general controlling units in an ever-changing battlefield against another person reacting to your reactions yeah and then not only are you using this but you also have to use your motor skills you have to be as quick like yeah and, it, and it's wild to think it's three and four dimensional it's like yeah it's, yeah it's, it's a mental thing it's a phys- yeah it's, it's crazy yeah gaming is so intense mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's it, it it's a whole thing but yeah i love it it's um but but one of the driving forces behind the games is okay is, is, is the music of the yeah game. you did it you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i saw <laughs> the gears back in a while i'm like i, I saw the gears turning i was like oh and he sucked the landing. All right. Ten and judges. The judges Olympics, ten. Olympics, ten. Yeah. 8.5. Ah. Oh. 8.5. Yeah. Was, that yeah. judge is tough. That judge we, is tough. We heard the stutter, Ruben. We heard it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's that's what it yeah. We want to talk about. So when Reggie was on the podcast the first time, he had mentioned that he wanted to do an episode like this. Uh Reggie, you're definitely like the you are a, a tried and issue gamer. Like you go to your room and you have these like 
box editions of these games like you know these like deep cut japanese games that i don't really like even know about like i remember your house one time you showed me this like rare like japanese uh, volleyball game that we played oh, or no, it was the, the frisbee game was it was it? the frisbee um frisbee uh, uh Windjammers. Windjammers. And I was like, see, like, 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 I love, I love when someone knows about like these, like, like you're in that, you're really in the world of like, you know, like you're really into like the limited edition and like these, like these, you, you hear about a cool game that's popular in Japan, you'll get your hands on it. And like, so like, you're really in there. Yeah. I actually like, before we start this, I actually need to give yeah. a shout out to some, to some homies on, yeah. on a discord uh, that, I I reached out to for like some recommendations and like to like just you know uh pick their brain about these things. Yeah. So shout out to the to the eggs. Shout that's the that's like the <laughs> in Discord name. Shout out to the eggs. Uh spe, spe, special shouts out to Panhandler Mon, Satan Lucifer, uh Hellstreamer, uh shout out to Low Tier Nerd, shout out to Morpheus. Shout out to Matt EXE and like just everybody in the egg discord that like helped me like really do some like video game crate digging. They, they asked me to uh, uh, also say um, Digimon Tamers is the best season of Digimon, which is actually a fact. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, uh, I think low tier nerd wanted me to also say, um oh high bpm or bust so <laughs> so yeah i you know i oh and i i know i know like four of them like in real life yeah and they're okay so i i love these guys and we, you know we don't like see each other physically a lot and we yeah. don't talk much but there's like mad love there like we bonded through video games yeah. and they know video games like they love them and like i have such a respect for their opinion like i if i want to like if they tell me a game's bad i won't touch it like i'll like i'll maybe like look into it myself a little bit but they they really know video games and they know how to play them they have really good opinions very solid opinions and they have like very a a good deep understanding of like video games and like I would always like, you know, like I was like the I was like the young blood. I was a peckerwood. I was just like l- laying down, like just receiving the knowledge of like, yeah. oh, OK, I see. All right. I hear you, OG, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, just listening to that. And um, I reached out to them to like, hey, I'm going to be on this pod, buddy's pod uh, playlist with people. And it, we're going to talk about video game music. And, then, and they and they immediately reached out. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Check this. Check this out. Yeah. And I was excited to do to do this because to what you were a little bit of what you were talking about earlier a lot of people still kind of like treat video games as a um like it's like a, a, waste a, throw, or, yeah. a, wa- a waste of time like you know like um <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the person was trying to be respectful of the recording <laughs> uh as like a waste of time or as like uh like you know like oh that's just kid stuff right yeah. but just uh like from the angle of music right from the angle of like video game music where it started and where it where it's at now um uh if you're recording this i'm just going to show my like i got my little notes here uh you can't see i got my little notes here got i had like i i was like i was really excited to tackle this so just like 
starting from like just a little bit of the beginning. I'm not going to go into a history. I'm no, I'm no expert. And the, the Wikipedia does a good enough job. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, now you're my Wikipedia. I need, I need that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Ready for this. So starting in the seventies, right. Seventies uh-huh. is when like video games started to like be a thing, like late seventies going into the eighties, you had the, the, the start and the rise of the arcade. That's where people, that was the only place where people were getting their video games from. Yeah. And like at the time, to create sound right to like record music and and like project it you know to like have it do something you know to have it uh sound (laughs) you the instrumentation of it was very sensitive right like it's it analog was way more sensitive than it is now and it wasn't digital it wasn't digital all the components to make music and to like for and to have music produce outwardly or like project outwardly were very sensitive and arcade cabinets where where were they they were in arcades they were handled by kids or teenagers so they were always being they were being rough it made no sense from like a business standpoint to have audio equipment in a cabinet it was cheaper to produce them and it was also if they wouldn't be broken if you if you if you had like a like a arcade cabinet right and then one of the and then you know going later into the 70s you have like the advent of the you have the advent of the microchip right and the and one of the things that like uh certain video games would do uh they would they would have like beeps and boops and like uh you know, like startup music or like dying music, like when mm-hmm. Pac-Man would die, woo, 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 you know, yeah. closing the circle, all that stuff. Now, the way that they would produce those sounds was uh, it would just be electrical, electrical uh, uh, impulses. Yeah, yeah, electrical like frequencies and impulses shot through a microchip or like a computer chip or whatever. Yeah. And then that would interpret the sound as like a beep or boop and all that stuff. Yeah. And then like, go fast forward into the 1980s you have the you have the beginning of like the home entertainment system right the and Actually, it, hold, hold that thought oh, to you really quick my, yeah, dog, I think my dog's upstairs trying to get in the litter box right now let me go oh yeah you're good no, take right care back. of it take care of it no so um if you just uh you can check out my podcast whatever podcasts are sold you can oh I'm going to just plug myself right here real quick. Uh, Jib Jab with Reg is the Instagram for my podcast. That's J-I-B-J-A-B with Reg. <laughs> also, we're going to get into some real cool uh, video game stuff. You, 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 I'm going to put you on game. All right. I'm going to put you on game. All right. Oh, I, I was going to eat some shit. Now we're back to talking some shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, sorry, man. Go ahead. No, yeah. So then, going into the 1980s, you get the uh, you get the introduction of like home home consoles, you know, things like the Commodore, the uh, NES, the uh, Atari, uh, the Gen like the, the early iterations of the Genesis and all that stuff. You get the you get the advancement of technology, something that you know we were touching up on earlier. The difference between like uh, Pac Man to continue the example in the game control you get the advancement of technology and then you have a lot of new uh newer companies are pushing the forefront this was um like uh yamaha for example they yamaha is uh famous for many things mm-hmm. <laughs> boats instruments and also uh music implementation like yamaha like stereos keyboards and all that and stuff, stuff. yeah keyboards them, yeah. and stuff and they made they made uh better sound chips you, coming into the 
like early 1980s going into the mid and the late sound chips get better and better and better and then like the one of the one of the an easy thing to point towards the like um the advancement of music in video games is uh is space right memory you like earlier like back in the day you had to like well you know we need to fit a whole game into you know i'm just being hyperbolic here like you know we need to fit a whole game into uh 20 megabytes yeah that that was the game so what space was there for music right now like a blu-ray disc can hold like a two-hour 4k movie yeah right so <laughs> so you can you you have space for your music you have space yeah. for your music your game your visuals your poly everything right now that's one factor of it then the other factor was like how reproduce how easily reproducible sounds were through the current technology of the time right so you know you have uh you have uh yamaha making chips you have uh different different uh people making chips i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get too into that and then you have like at more advanced systems incorporating uh chips and this is when you start getting into more uh when you start shifting away from the arcade mentality of video games you know like stealing quarters right (laughs) like stealing quarters or like making very hard games and then you start shifting into narrative games right Mm -hmm. into games that like uh that have different progression right like uh you know like early final fantasy games early like dragon quest dragon Mm -hmm. quest was actually yeah dragon quest was the first uh, japanese rpg if i'm not mistaken Okay. Check me on that, but like Dragon Quest One was the first Japanese RPG, right? And I believe that came out for the SNES, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. We can check it. In that case, I feel like maybe Legend of Zelda might have been earlier than that. Yeah, er, er, like, earlier earlier than that. You have Le- the yeah uh, Legend of Zelda, and you have like that's an action game now. You know, right. so the arcade mentality and the arcade was in the decline because people were like, oh, just buy the thing and i won't have to go to like no sweaty arcade yeah and like buy have quarters who has quarters right and i can just have a home experience so then that's happening and like games are shifting and then here's the key thing to note too music composition in video games wasn't always uh wasn't always a thing they would have like a sound designer and or like maybe they would have a composer but then that composer would hand the sheet of music to a programmer to yeah. program the electrical impulses that were translated by the microchip and not and it wasn't always the case that the programmer knew how to read music yeah. or knew how to like properly program implement sound and implement yeah. it so then you you know you just kind of like roll with the punches but now going into the SNES and the NES you have adventure games you have all these things you have a the Sega Genesis and and all these things and like the the home system is so much better yeah right and then you um and I'll have some really cool examples within the Spotify playlist that we will go into that kind of like illustrates that shift and change and like some different like things about like video games so like So later, going into the late 80s, entering the 90s, you start having composers, like actual legitimate like music theory brought into games. And one of the things that made that shift was CDs, right? CDs and bigger and bigger cartridges. Reason being is because now you can record 
and then put it into the game instead of having it programmed into the game right? Right, right and you could sample and you could do this and then you had the introduction of midi and making music through computers mm-hmm. so that that switched the whole game up yeah right and then that's when you start getting into chip tune and stuff and all that but that's for another that's for another guest than you to to get into yeah chip tune's a whole thing by itself yeah yeah <laughs> chip tune's a whole thing by itself and then and then um we'll get into some other aspects of this when we start talking about the playlist but like video game music becomes its own thing. And then uh, a question to your listeners that I want to pose that was uh, brought up by my buddy, um, uh, low tier nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to a con and they were talking about video game music and people might be familiar with the game fallout, right? Yeah. Fallout, the soundtrack in fallout is mostly music from the forties and fifties. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, when you turn on the radio and fall out, oh, yeah. you do have some ambient and like orchestral arrangements in there. But for like, around. yeah, for, for the most part, you walk around and fall out listening to the radio because there's yeah. story in the radio. And then they'll play like 50s and, and 40s music. And then it's like, wait a minute, but this was music made in the real world. Yeah, It wasn't composed for this. And then it's like, then it be then it lends itself to the question, like, what makes video game music video game music? And then, like, what purpose is it serving? And I mean, an easy way to kind of get to that is like the same. It's it serves the same purpose as like uh, with a movie, right? Yeah. Movies have scores and arrangements. Just the thing is that, like, with movies, and I think video games is kind of almost getting there. Movies have a ac- academic academia behind it. Yeah, there is like game theory, but it's not like you know, it's not a thing. So going into the playlist um, and having heard me, me rant about all that stuff, uh, tossing it back to you, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, man. That was, that was awesome. I love learning about the history of it. And like, there's a lot of documentaries I watched about that, about like the progression of video games and stuff that are, that mm-hmm. are on Netflix and stuff that you can watch that are like, you know, they go, it's just so cool to learn about like how far we've come. And then the thing about music as like a, a big part of that, or like that they were trying to, behind the scenes like not like you see those video games i don't know how they're developing but i feel like a lot of people don't stop and think about the the way they had to develop the music and the way that they had to mm-hmm. go through all the work to get the music mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. something yeah uh very i'm glad you brought that up and i'm sorry for cutting you off were you gonna oh, say right. something no no, no no what i was gonna say is that a very another very interesting thing about um video game music it was one of the few instances in like in like music history, right? Where you had limitations that affected how compositions were made. Think about like Baroque music. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this has been debunked, but I remember a music teacher of mine talking about it. For Baroque music, you couldn't use the tritone. So you had a whole set of scales and sounds that composers couldn't use because people associated that with the devil. Oh, wow. So like Baroque being, um, <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I forget the composers, but it's not Beethoven. It's um, Bach. There you go. Bach, Bach yeah. is, a, is a Baroque composer, if I'm not mistaken. So they couldn't use the tritone, which is just like, you know, just three tones and like some scales. Yeah. So composers had to work within those limitations and very beautiful music was made within that. Now, imagine a composer trying to reproduce music through a thing that could not fully reproduce music yeah they had to get really creative with the sounds yeah. 
and they had to get really creative with what they could do and the limitations. And that to me is like just so amazing. Imagine if you had to do comedy, but you could never tell a personal story. Whoa. Yeah. 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 And, and that to me is just like, that's, what's so cool. And, um, people working within the limitations. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into the playlist now. We'll talk about, uh, you know, like, like five or so songs each that we, for, from video games or, or, you know, just video game inspired or, or whatever it may be. Um, so go ahead first whenever you're ready and let me know what the first song is you're going to choose. Okay. So just like last time uh, I was on, I, I the, the, uh, the uh, overachiever student in me <laughs> went above and beyond. I have here one, one thing I was actually really, uh, really um, satisfied uh, and satisfied with is that Spotify actually has a really good catalog of video game soundtracks and music. Yeah. Um, in the video games, uh, soundtracks were actually first sold in Japan because they they had a really good market for it, and then and then the U.S. kind of caught on to that, and Spotify has a really good at least for what you can get. Most of all music soundtracks, thank the Lord, on YouTube. Yeah. All right. You can find any music soundtrack on YouTube. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll drop some like I'll drop some jewels for the listeners. Yeah. All right. That you can't find on Spotify. But here on Spotify, we got some good ones. Now, um, I so I have like tw- 30 songs. <laughs> I got like 30 songs and, and some of them serve like a uh, a distinct purpose. Like I have here like four songs from the street fighter third strike soundtrack Mm -hmm. my number one favorite um video game soundtrack street fighter third strike street fighter three third strike amazing soundtrack i love it to death i can i listen to it on repeat often right so the first song i actually want to start off with because it's an op- it's the main theme, and it's the first song you hear in this game, and uh, people might hate me for it, depending on like where you where you land on this. But the first song is "Open Your Heart," main theme of Sonic Adventure. Yes, by Dude, uh, the Sonic music is like the people that know know. Like, yeah, that is some of the best music. Yeah, video game music out there. Yeah, like this song is by Crush Forty, and it's the main theme. And I remember turning on my Dreamcast, and like I'd play Sonic Adventure. Yeah. And then like you'd hear the first song, and I was like, I could feel, I felt goosebumps. So like I think that's like a nice track because it's it's the it starts a video game, right? Yeah. And it'll start the playlist, and yeah, then yeah. it also like and it'll also open your heart. Yeah, it'll yeah. Thank you it'll open your heart also a note yeah sonic the sega sound team or like sonic team this the music part of sonic team always they always knock nothing but bangers and slappers comes out come out back there yeah i don't know what they're doing and i don't know and sega's not using them enough but whatever they did whatever collection of people and composers they had for like the sega sound team and the sonic sound team what the fuck yeah they, they're always coming at you yeah so that's what that's my first song that's a great first song um for my first song i'm gonna go kind of the same the same mindset 
So I'm thinking of like like intro, and I'm thinking of like uh, this this game. Uh, so I'm, I'm right. Away, I'm just gonna say it's dearly beloved from Kingdom Hearts. It's the opening mm. piano. Oh my gosh! From Kingdom Hearts, that like so Kingdom Hearts was the first game to me that really was musically impactful. Where I was like, this game is like this music is thought out. Like they really like I, I remember kids would collect the album, and like this is the first time that I think that I. I, I related to a game musically and I was like, and I really paid attention to the songs they were putting in there and just throughout. And I was just like, th- this game was so thought out musically. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. every song is so iconic from Kingdom Hearts. And like you, every time you open that, that menu, you hear the piano. Like, like ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Yeah. yeah, I remember it. And this isn't the, when you walk away. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's not. Yeah, it's shortly after the, yeah, you get into the intro, you get into the beginning of the game. Yeah. And then you get, then you get this whole experience, this whole dance track. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember, I remember. So the Kingdom Hearts was a moment yeah. in like, cause, okay. Why I got a PS2. It's the reason yeah. I asked for a PS2. Yes, absolutely. Like one, there were, it was the, it was the wildest collaboration. Mm-hmm. It was before like Disney got really restrictive with their property. Yeah. And then, you know, who would have thought f- like, oh, we're going to combine every Final Fantasy game and then we're going to get Disney characters and then we're going to just, you know, travel around in a ship to different Disney yeah. planets. Yeah. I was like, what? And, and I, I love, remember. And I love both of those worlds. Like I loved Final Fantasy and I loved and I was like, what is happening now? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then also I remember the commercials on on Disney Channel <laughs> yeah. for like Kingdom Hearts. I was hyped up. I yeah. was I was like so ready for it. And then it hits when you turn on the game and you go on the first track. I think you hear is like, oh no, when you start the game, it's dearly beloved. But yeah. then when you click new game. When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please, oh, baby, don't go. And I'm simple and clean. That's the name of the song. And it's this whole cinematic, and it's like, which everyone knows, like, Final Fantasy has some of the craziest and the best cinematics. Like, Yeah, like, especially, like, you you were surprised that, like, wait, why doesn't my game always look like this? I know, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, for, I remember, like, PS1. I remember the Final Fantasy, uh, which one Probably was it? Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, nine? Nine, I remember being the first one that I was like, the cinematics looked like, I was like, whoa, this is like really good. Like they they, they really like, this is my new animation was getting good. I was like, whoa. Cause like yeah. even the Final Fantasy seven, like cinematics were like, it looks a little better than the game, but you know, I could, it's still, you could tell still there's a blocky character. Um, but like Final Fantasy nine was like clean. Like I'm talking about like, you watch like a Pixar movie today. Like that's like, it started to look really good, you know, especially for, the, yeah. for that time. And no, I, I, I knew they were onto something, but they were always kind of like Square Enix, Square. What do they used to be called? Square Soft. Square Soft. Yeah. Square Soft. They they have always been just so good. With the cinematics, the cutscenes, and like that. That's what made those games so good. For the most part, was like you felt like you were playing a movie. Yeah, I know. It, God, you you just talking about it, it's just like the the nostalgia's waving over me. Yeah, man. Just waving over me. Um, what are we? Okay. Uh, so now the next track, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of, uh, the thing, so one thing about like, uh, I think this is a very interesting, like spot to mention this, right? So 
the the importance of like a soundtrack in the video game like sound like the soundtrack of a video game simultaneously stimulates your senses and blends in the background of your brain like the best music in a game would actually direct you as the player in the task yeah like uh, think of um oh very classic example uh you probably old sonic games when mm -hmm. you were in water and you didn't get air in time yeah. you the music ramps up and you get and you feel the claustrophobia ramp yeah. you feel like bah, 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 and then you feel and they're like i gotta get to the bubbles i gotta get sonic out of here <laughs> yeah that directs your actions in the game right Same thing with like mario where it's like mm -hmm. it'll be the, it'll be the, the thing and then i'll go ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, and then yeah. it just gets faster ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, yeah because like, oh, the yeah because the timer is going down on the level yeah and like or like the the thing is moving or the sun is angry chasing you yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um uh yeah so this music, next song music to induce emotion or or to induce mm -hmm. like the, exactly the panic yeah and like uh, a good video game soundtrack will direct your task. Uh, like you, even the song, even the sounds that like stimulate you doing something right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like when you get a gold coin, mm -hmm. someone made that sound. Someone composed that sound. It, it was just a blip, but they made that sound specifically to be like, oh, I should collect more gold coins. Yeah. They make the sound that makes the dopamine in my brain go zoom, zoom, you know? You did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um one of the um uh one of the first songs in that regard that i kind of want to like like we open the game so this i'm kind of also thinking about this playlist so we open the game with the opening tracks right mm -hmm. so i want to do player select street fighter three third strike by the capcom sound team want me to i can link you to my uh, playlist too I'll okay, put yeah. in, yeah, just that way. That player way you can. Select. I love that. That's just the player select screen. You're like, that's, yeah. yeah. And like the, the Street Fighter 3 um, soundtrack, uh, this particular one has um, uh, has a Canadian rapper by the name of um, Joe. How am I forgetting this now? <laughs> like, I'm literally forgetting this now. <laughs> Uh, it'll come to me or I have the young I have poutine. a young <laughs> young poutine hey. um, uh, a vinyl came out of this recently and I kept on putting it off and I didn't buy it now I now I can find it on eBay for two hundred dollars yeah um I think his name was invincible actually uh da, 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 da. Where's the wiki? I'll just find the wiki. It's killing me. I'm sorry. Very good. <laughs> I want to know it. Um. Yeah. Okay. Where's the sound composers? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Infinite. There you go. Okay. Infinite's his name. Yeah. Infinite's his name. Uh, so I think this this one would be good because you you kind of shift 
from like the type of music it is it, it goes to rap and yeah. now you're now you're playing the game you know what i mean yeah. now you're here like you hear the you hear the rapper with a really good with the really good like beat behind it like telling you yo pick a character yeah i think the lyrics are uh the lyrics are um yeah let's, let's get it on now select and choose the best one let's get it on now so <laughs> he's literally telling you to go. yeah he's like come on Make pick a pick. game yeah <laughs> and then you know it's i love it when you finally do pick a character and it's like um and then the the guy the rapper he does like some of the voice work oh, and he's yeah. like yo i've been waiting for this <laughs> <laughs> like you'll pick a character and i go like yo i've been waiting for this <laughs> It's gonna so, be a yeah. great match. Yeah. So then that's gonna be my second one. And it's a short, I think it's like, what is it? Like we're looking at yeah, it's 32 seconds. So yeah. good to go into the next one. Yeah, characters like, and then they yeah, that, that's usually how long they give you. And then if not by then they auto select for you, you know. So, yeah, and it's like, what? Gotta Why? Get in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, man. That's good. I um all right, so character select. So um I'm going to throw this into kind of like battle mode where like you're in the game, you pick your character mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick. Uh, so there's a lot of songs from this game that I could have picked. Um, I picked this one. It's just kind of one that I remember really well. Uh, Diva of Despair. The the artist's name is Daisuke Ishitawari. Um, this is from the oh. game Guilty Gear. Yes. Yeah. The, Guilty I Gear. Was... Man. This this soundtrack was was like one of the first where I was like yeah it was a fighting game much like Street Fighter but Guilty Gear was its own thing but they like these like metal tracks these like heavy metal like so almost like Dragon Force like these like really yes. like, shredding guitar solos yes uh I he okay so that guy he is like the video game Leonardo da Vinci yeah because he composed all those he did the character artwork and oh he's God. the lead designer and like make he's the one who created guilty gear whoa he would write the music himself and he also did the character designs and he's been like with guilty gear for the longest time so So, yeah so so you're talking about a game here that like the the full vision was fleshed out like yeah like it's it's sort of specifically for the feeling of being there which is i think why it was so good and why like out of any fighting game this is a soundtrack that always like was it was always like so awesome to me I have to ask you at this point now, Ruben, yeah. because I, this is when this is a, a Reggie video game soundtrack gem I'm going to drop for the yeah, listeners, yeah. right? I'm ready. How do you feel about the Marvel versus Capcom 2 soundtrack? Ooh, that in Epic and, and Marvel versus Capcom 2 as a thing, as a whole thing, is like, a, is like that game is amazing. Yes. I found it and, one time at GameStop on PS2. It was like such a rare thing to find at a GameStop. And it was like $75 and I paid for it. And I was like, I need this. Like, so I, I think I still have it. Marvel's Capcom two for PS two. Yeah. Like that it was like Marvel's Capcom two was just like, like it's, 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 own, it's its own world. Like every fighting game. It's so weird how like there's so many different versions of a fighting game, but there'll be that one that like stands the test of time, like kind of with smash bros where like people mm-hmm. still have melee tournaments. Like there's still, you know what I mean? Like, like an older version of it that people still like, there's a whole cult around it. Yeah, like, they, like, a lot of people would commonly agree that's the best one. Like Marvel's Capcom Two, I don't think it's ever been been as good as that. Like that, that to me was my favorite. Yeah, no, Marvel's Capcom Two really hit different, yeah. and it was also before Disney owned the Marvel characters. Oh yeah. So like, Capcom had free reign yeah. of the of the care of like the characters and like everything. So 
I love fighting games. Like we we've gone toe to toe, and like yeah. Kevin has been there. Yeah. And like I really love fighting games. If if I was in if I wasn't doing comedy, I probably would just sink into fighting games, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and Marvel versus Capcom two represents like a very for me. This is mm-hmm. like my anecdotal personal opinion about yeah. it. And the reason why I asked you about the soundtrack is because one, it's super memorable. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, well. I'll finish what I'm saying first and I'll get into the other thing, but Marvel versus Capcom represented like a sort of, for me, like a top down style, like it oozed style and personality. You don't get that from fighting games. Now no. it was, before, it was in an era where like you played the game with people either at the arcade or in your basement. Yeah. And then like, you like the the people who made the game had free reign and it was also in a time where like the the approach was a bit more hands-on because you had to do the pixel animations yeah yeah like and that doesn't mean you don't do 3d animations i'm just saying like it's a bit more labor intensive so then you had the character selectors is like what um 30 some odd characters probably yeah yeah like uh yes it was upwards of 30 characters i believe and then you had like this like um uh you had like nothing felt sterile everything like ooze style everything had personality and pop and flair flash and flair yeah exactly yeah absolutely and it was and it was wholly unique Mm -hmm. and like the game has its flaws like um like you know it has like infinite combos storm sentinel and especially magneto are broken like they are literally like god tier characters like if you if you want to be a bully learn how to play them and then just like juggle people in the (laughs) air infinitely like that's that's all you have to do but like the game had personality i think i think because of esports and because of like what video games are now there has been some sterility in terms of like fighting games now. And like a lot of people look to Guilty Gear as like that, like last bastion of like style. Cause like the, the new the Guilty style Gear. Of like, yeah. Yeah. The new Guilty Gear, like, whoa, buddy. Like, I haven't touched it in a while, man. Yeah. No, the new Guilty Gear, like, it looks really good. It oozes style. Hard banging soundtrack still has the metal in it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, the reason why I bring up the soundtrack for Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which I highly recommend, do you remember it? Uh, not, not like very well, not super well. It's um, I'm gonna take you for a ride. Ba-na, ba-na, <laughs> yeah. da-na, da-na. That's the character select music, like this, like jazzy, upbeat sort of like sometimes into like this uh, sometimes it was like it was definitely the thing about it is that when it first came out, the game people loved the game, hated the soundtrack. Oh, wow. uh, critically across the board video game reviewers hated the soundtrack hated it they did not like it multiple reviews would say game's fantastic it's great phenomenal hate the soundtrack now the soundtrack was so different for a fighting game because it was like it was like upbeat sort of like poppy acid jazz tracks yeah and it was so cool. Like you listen to that now, it's like it's forward thinking, and yeah. it's like so not fighting game music that it's fighting game music. Yeah, which I think a lot of fighting games have adapted that too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of fighting games, like, like a lot of things. There's been many fighting games now where you play, and there's like this, like yeah, 
it's like urban inner city yeah yeah exactly thing going on while you're yeah exactly exactly and like i highly recommend listening to it if you just like jazz yeah check this out it's like watching cowboy bebop yeah it's like yeah the same feel you get yeah um so that's uh that's the first reggie jewel i'm dropping love it okay um i want to okay uh you know what you know what i feel like how this playlist is playing out it's like we're doing stage music like we we had the we did the fighter select thing yeah and then now it's like this is the first stage now if you play in this stage so (laughs) keeping kind of with that i'm gonna throw your way cryptic relics from the ape escape soundtrack ape escape yes i was I was so happy to find out that the Ape Escape soundtrack is is on Spotify. Like the Ape Escape soundtrack. I remember playing Ape Escape as a kid. Such fond memories. It's actually a very solid game, even for adults. Like it's a very solid game. The Ape Escape soundtrack knocks. Like if you just have a moment, just listen to the Ape Escape soundtrack because it knocks like actual factual house and some ape escape yeah yeah and um a lot of tracks on here yeah there's a lot of tracks and uh and the guy behind that or one of the guys behind it is uh is a man by the name of soichi terada Mm -hmm. uh soichi terada is a um he's he's mostly known as like uh he's uh he's always in a hawaiian shirt has a huge smile and he's uh, like he's a veteran DJ per- and DJ and producer, and he's like he's like he's really involved in in nine in the in like the nineties deep house like electronic movement, and they tapped him to uh, you know make the video game soundtrack for Ape Escape. Yeah. So that's like some of the wild shit you'll <laughs> find in like video game music. Yeah. And like this one's a really this one's a really good track. I'm excited about that. I'm gonna check out more of those too. I'm gonna check out that whole album. Yeah. And I don't really remember playing Ape Escape, so maybe it's something I have to find a way to revisit. Yeah, I think I think actually like this has got me in my feels. So I think yeah. I might just emulate it. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like later. I think I'm thinking about the same thing. We'll both we'll both get an Ape Escape and we'll talk about it. About what stages we're on and stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so my so as far as like like fighting games and like stages and like and the going like that's about as deep as I get. The rest of my picks are very just personal and very just like yeah just no me. hey um it's our playlist we do right. what we want so so I'm going back to the the I'm going back to something that you said earlier that I kind of pinned in my mind that I would talk about is like the the sound of achievement and the sound of of progression mm. I think Zelda did that really well Zelda yes. had sounds that like when you achieve something in Zelda when you finish a temple or whatever yes. it was you had that really rewarding sound yes um, so I'm going to choose the Great Fairy Fountain song from from zelda um that that that, that, that that's one that's like dee, 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 it's a very just like flowy melody yes whenever you discovered a fairy fountain like that that song came on and um one thing about cool about zelda is they've always kept kind of the same songs um and, they, and they've brought them back in different iterations like yeah like, different arrangements version, yes different arrangement or it might be more orchestral like I, I played breath of the wild now on my switch which is like 
this open world intense Zelda game that like Zelda's going through so many different transformations and I like how this, the music evolves with it but it's the same kind of music so it, it's like it's like it's like the nostalgia is always there like you're playing a new Zelda game but it's that nostalgic song so the Great Fairy Fountain is one that I always just like it makes me think of Zelda every time I hear the song mm, yes I didn't know that uh, you could find the uh, the Zelda soundtrack in uh, Spotify the Breath of the Wild one's there Oh, the breath of. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Breath First of all, you do it, and it's, it's it's it's. I think the artist that, that uploaded it, whatever it's called, the versions, like the version of whatever. But the, this is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Volume Two, and the Great Fairy Fountain is. Mm, yes. Okay, that's dope. I love I love that song. I also I really like the fairies in Breath of the Wild. They, Hubba, yeah, Hubba. there's some thick fairies. I, was, <laughs> I like. I like they do things to me and my girlfriend hates it when she's playing <laughs> Zelda and I'm like, can you go to a fairy fountain? <laughs> and they're and they're like flirting with Link too. Yeah, they're, they're like you little I, handsome man. I think it's it's a it's low-key lore that like Link has oh is really handsome. Yeah. Like and he's like sort of like he's like a chick magnet. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in true like Japanese anime fashion, he's just like very shy and like doesn't think of himself that way. Yes um absolutely uh i got okay i got well let me see let me see which one i got here okay wait is it this one one mirror. okay yes um i the next song i want to i want to uh put in the playlist is a is from an old arcade game called Outrun. Now, Outrun is an old arcade game um, made. Uh, the The designer was Yu Suzuki. Mm -hmm. Developers were uh, the developers. It's Sega, and it's it's not a racing game. the the design The design like the guy who made it describes it as a driving game okay like uh it's and it's it's uh very specifically that the premise is super simple you're a guy you have your lady on the passenger side and you're just driving yeah. your goal in the game is to make it to the end before time expires yeah and like you pass through different locales and you choose the path you go through and time ticks down but if you get through these benchmarks you get more time and mm -hmm. that's the goal super simple and the soundtrack kind of like speaks to what i was talking about like earlier about like focus but also it has such a like very this is a driving soundtrack i feel yeah. so this song uh passing breeze sega sound team outrun it it has if you want to just like chill focus kind of like get some good vibes this yeah. is this is a song for that passing breeze sounds like the name it's in the name yeah yeah i look some videos about run too and check out check it out and see what it's all about what it was, yeah. it was on it was on regular sega like the original sega or i was think it just yeah. a sega team it was yeah yeah it was part of like the uh, sega's original like lineup okay. it was it was an arcade game and then it has some uh some other iterations like uh, outrun 3d and all yeah. that stuff also yeah. kind of i think they've all served the same premise it's been a while okay very cool man i love that we're on this like, we're kind of on the same wavelength here in a way like so the next song because the next song i had was actually this is like so 
speaking of like driving songs, speaking of like like games like that, um, I used to play the game Burnout a lot. Mm. It's just a fun, like a really fun racing game where you just like you're racing, but you're also running each other off the road. Yes, like, you, you get points for like really wrecking someone else, and so. But like these, the, the game had such a really good soundtrack, and it wasn't like this. This is this is like along the lines of like a Tony Hawk game or something where like I love games like that where like it wasn't even like a video game created soundtrack. These were songs that you just knew from like bands that you liked. Yeah, they, they, they would put together a, a soundtrack of like of, of songs of just you know pop culture of like pop punk and hip hop and and so the song Helicopter by Block Party, which mm-hmm. um, I just love that band in general. And that it was in burnout. And so like that was my go-to burnout song. Um, it, it was so good. And just like they had such a killer soundtrack on that game. And then that was also one of the first games where because of the the way I enjoyed that music, I really started to play it like um on mute and I would play my own music. And this is when I started creating that, creating that kind of scenario a lot more, where like I do that a lot now. Like I play League of Legends. And most of the times I have it on mute and I just have my Spotify going with some like hip hop or whatever I'm feeling. And that, that's something that I like to do in video games a lot where like I do appreciate the, a good soundtrack and I do appreciate a good com- uh, composition. But sometimes I like to mute a game and just like I'm the DJ of this game. That's awesome. I, I, I love it when a game does the uh, Quentin Tarantino thing of like, Oh, we'll just use music that was already there. <laughs> yeah. I, I very, I strongly believe that um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater number one made all the hip hop heads in our generation. Yeah, like yeah, hands and, down, and, and and all the punks. Like I got into punk music because of Tony Hawk. Yeah, like it's it's so it's so good. Like, yeah. and it was like a great, it was a great game. It was a great soundtrack. And this is actually because you're talking about a, a racing game uh, or like a drive or like a car game, right? Yeah. I'm going to drop another Reggie soundtrack jewel. Reggie gem number two. Ridge Racer 4 soundtrack. Ridge, Ridge Racer 4. 4. Go to YouTube. Type in Ridge Racer 4 OST. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. You're going to be like, your listener's going to be like, yo, this man, Reggie, yeah. he's on another echelon. Like, this man is crazy. Like, how did I not, how did I live my life before Ridge Racer 4? Like, Ridge Racer 4. That They're, they're going to delete all their lo-fi study playlists and they're going to just, they just, this is Ridge Racer 4. Yes, just Ridge Racer 4. Check it out. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. Ridge Racer okay. 4. How, how deep are we in the sound? So, so one more. So we need to get one more song. Uh, sorry, I'm breaking these rules. Break um, I have the perfect way to end it. I feel. Okay. Yeah. I feel. Um, so that's, you go. That's yeah. Actually, no. That, that's so that's so that pretty much. I am not like I, I didn't come prepared like you. I had my very specific picks. I had I had like another song that isn't even a video game song at all, but it kind of goes along with the idea of like the songs I like to play video games too. Mm-hmm. So you take over, man. You throw some songs at us. No, no, please do, do the do your song. Papers. So 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 all I wanted to say, and then I'll let you just take the reins from here. Um, so my last pick I'm going to do is um, there's a lot of music these days I listen to that's like specifically I listen to when I'm playing video games. Like I'm not a big fan of like uh, EDM electronic music in general. Like but. When I'm playing video games, there's certain artists that I listen to that I'm just like, this is making this, it sounds like it was made for a video game. There's an artist named Porter Robinson. And he, the music he makes is like, 
very dreamscapey and it sounds like you're like in an anime or in a video game i listen to his music a lot when i play video games and it's like it takes you to that place where it feels like he isn't a video game designer but that he could be and that he you know what i mean like he i think he thinks with the same mind that we do and like probably is very heavily inspired by video games so i'm just going to choose a song called shelter by porter robinson and it's also he, he collaborated with an artist named Madion. him and Madion are best friends and they make very similar music so if you love video games, if you like that sound, mm-hmm. um, check them out, man. Porter Robinson and Maddion, like they're both incredible artists with like awesome catalogs, and their 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 music is so good. And like it, it just it 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 sounds like you're playing a video game or a video game soundtrack, and it's not. But like I love playing it with video games. Mm, I like that. I like that. I'm not, I can't wait to listen to this playlist once. <laughs> Dude, me too. Um, so I want to end it on three tracks okay. right here. And uh, the reason why these three tracks, so, and uh, just one second. Oh, okay. Before that, I want to drop the next Reggie Jewel. All right. Reggie Jewel number three. Okay. One of my, a song that I, so one of my favorite genres of music is jazz. And a song from a video game, more specifically, Castlevania four Ooh. right castlevania four i forgot the subtitle for it let me just look it up real quick Castlevania four uh i think it's called yeah it's, is it simon oh no it's just uh, super castlevania four yeah super castlevania four it's not called uh, anything else uh yeah published by konami snes um and uh, my favorite track from that from that game that I visit often, I I almost visit it when I feel down. Mm. Okay, and it and it lifts me right back up. Submerged City. Submerged City. Go on YouTube, look for yeah Castlevania Four Submerged City. Uh, like at least ten percent of those plays are me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Submerged City. You've it's such it a, a beautiful composition and it's, and it's jazz. It's jazz music mm. meant for an underwater level. And in a vampire game. Yeah, in a vampire game. <laughs> and the cool thing about it is like you start with this like organ, right? You go, you start with an organ and then you have like an upright bass just like holding it all together right a very a very nice prominent upright bass and then and then you have flute you have actual like you have a segment of the song where it you have a flute improvisation yeah like you get you get the organ or like you know this like a synthy sort of organ sound at the beginning and then like you get the you get the, the you get the organ organs going off and then the bass is holding it together and then the song lulls and then the flute comes in and then it, it feels like you're underwater. It feels like there's like, and it's just, it's just good. It's yeah. just really good. And I cannot praise that song any higher. It's like, yeah. I like it a lot and tech, listen to it. Listeners listen to it and tell me how you feel afterwards. Yeah. And, and you know what? It just that, that, that just sparked a memory of me. 
And I'm gonna drop, you know, Ruben doesn't have many gems, but here's a gem that I just created. Please. That uh, speaking of Donkey Kong, back, you know, a little throwback. Donkey Kong has some of the best underwater music too. Like Donkey, like we can't, we can't, like mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country. I'm gonna find out what that underwater song is from there, and and you guys need to figure it. And I might put that on the playlist too as a bonus content. Yes. Uh. So that's just that's for the listeners that's your homework listeners that's actually not homework you're gonna enjoy it so much if you, yeah it's gonna be voluntary homework that you want to do yeah so the two songs i want to end it on is uh we're at the end so that means we have a boss battle yeah oh yep so the two songs i want to end it on that are emblematic of um the difference in where music like where music has gone like in terms of video game one Winged Angel by Nobuo Uematsu from the Final Fantasy VII original soundtrack. Would you just say one One Winged Angel? One Winged know who you're talking about. So One Winged Angel from the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack refers to Sephiroth, Sephiroth. the 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 big bad of Final Fantasy VII, like the bad guy yeah. of the game, and Nobuo Uematsu prolific prolific uh composer for video games composed pretty much composed every final fantasy game and then some and he 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 knows what he's doing when he's composing music for video games because final fantasy 7 has always been like like a theatrical like sort of like production and game yeah well in this case the the, what's mm -hmm. the final fantasy 7 movie they had where cloud fought sephiroth yes yes uh, I've, I actually, I think One Winged Angel played know. there too. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Well, One Winged Angel, the Final Fantasy VII original soundtrack version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then right immediately after that, One Winged Angel, the Distant Worlds music from Final Fantasy version. Oh. Now, the reason you play these two back to back and the first one first is you can hear the difference that a PS1 played song yeah. versus a like what a song would have been what would have sound like now now granted this was during the um the the tour that uh square enix and nobuo ematsu did for final fantasy you know they sometimes do a tour for music and um so but the, both of these are emblematic of like where it was and where it is now yeah and as a final boss song i I honestly, I'm I'm pressed to find a better final boss song because yeah. nothing creates like you're here, you're facing the you you like Final Fantasy VII is like an a hundred hour game, like yeah. like hundred hours plus. You've sunk all your time. You've mm-hmm. visited. The, you were in the story. Um, something important happens to you. I'm not going to spoil it for everybody, yeah. but it's been years. Something important happens, and this is the guy that did it. Yeah. You're finally facing him. You're supposed to be ready and strong for this, right? And this is his soundtrack. This yeah. is his song. And nothing feels more grandiose and more like it's epic. ominous. And it's ominous. Like, it, it's yes. scary. And you're like, it feels it, it, like, powerful. As scared as you are to face him is as scary as the music sounds. Yes, you know absolutely. You should be scared. Yes, absolutely. Like Kingdom Hearts. He was in Kingdom Hearts. Yes, he was in as, Kingdom as a, Hearts. And that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do was fight yes. Kingdom Hearts. And this song would play. And I I did like hundreds of attempts to beat him. And then like mm-hmm. it, it was every time it was just creepy and, and it fits him so perfectly. Yeah. So that's an epic that's, way to end it. 
and well, actually, this is the last song. This is the last, sorry, sorry. No, 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 you're good. Um, this is an epic way to end that fight, is what I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go back to Outrun. Ooh, I love it. We're going to go back to Outrun, and we're going to end it on Last Wave from the Outrun Original Soundtrack Volume 1 by the Sega Sound Team. Now, granted, it's, uh, I think, a lot of the reason why you'll find in Spotify some things are named like Sega Sound Team or Falcom Sound Team or so yeah. or Capcom Sound Team is probably because they don't want to pay the rights to the actual composers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. The reason why you ended on Last Wave is because back-to-back One-Winged Angel you need to like come down track yeah. and also when you um when you lose in outrun you go back to the main screen and this is the song that plays oh. where you are sitting in the car like the game puts you in the car uh-huh. and you switch the radio to pick the song <laughs> so last wave is where we are where we're we're where we're ending it it's a good come down track yeah it's like nice and like uh like dreamy yeah, we're soon to beat Sephiroth. Yeah. Now, now, now you earn the ride off into the sunset. Yes, it's like exactly. The, yeah. It's a nice oh, music. And um, so, yeah, that's where I wanted to end it. I got some other things I could tell your listeners that um, I think they might find interesting. So, yeah, just some honorable mentions. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's the, uh, you know, I mentioned Ridge Racer 4. Check that out. Mm-hmm. I want to mention like, uh, so, the guy who who uh, composed uh, almost, if not all, if not almost all, the Legend of Zelda, the Super Mario games, Koji Kondo. Koji, Koji Kondo. Kondo is the composer for all those. Um, uh, a very a very important producer uh, uh, pro- composer in video game soundtracks, who you can find on Spotify, Yuzo Koshiro. He did the. Um, uh, Streets of Rage. Ooh, he did, he did Streets of Rage, and the and a lot of the is the Y. I forget. I don't. I forget how to pronounce it. The Y apostrophe S. It's a series okay. of like JRPGs yeah. that have an have like a, amazing soundtracks. Specifically, you can check out uh, Y's or E's. Yeah. Two and one. Then you also have um, uh, uh, let's see. Oh. Hirokazu Tanaka, who did the Earthbound, the Earthbound soundtrack. Ooh, which, is, which is where Ness and Lucas, if yes. you, Smash Bros. fans are from. Yes. Earthbound. Amazing soundtrack. Beautiful soundtrack. Yeah. Now, as for like, um, uh, and then like the other, the other thing I wanted to mention is um, if you're, if you're just like exploring this and you're on Spotify and that's mostly what you use, uh, you can look up Zunata, which is the which is the Taito company's in-house music band and composers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're known for like they did almost all the music for like uh, uh, Bubble Bobble stuff like like all the Taito games. Uh-huh. Uh, let me just mention some note. Taito. Taito, uh, yeah, the Taito Corporation, video, it's a video game company, and uh, they did uh, Space Invaders, there you go, that's, that's, yeah, um, yeah that's, uh, that's a notable game, they did Space, in, uh, Puzzle, 
Bob, um, Bubble Bobble, Darius, Great, uh, Gradius, all that stuff. So check them out. Then you also got, uh, oh, SNK is on there. SNK, we, we, you know, we, we had to be modest. You can't like can't yeah. go over too much, but SNK is on there. Yeah. You can find the Metal Slug soundtrack. What? Yes, you can do that. And um, you got to listen to the Street Fighter Third Strike soundtrack. Yeah. That is. I'm going to dive into that. That is so good. And the, and the thing about the Street Fighter Third Strike soundtrack is um, the uh, yeah the the music was composed by Hideki Okugawa, right? Mm-hmm. And the and like the music goes everywhere. Like in that soundtrack, you have rap music, you have drum and bass, you have like techno, you have house, you have the music goes everywhere. In which way direction? You have like Afrobeat too, yeah. And it's like it's such a diverse music, and it's like each song is like is like the character is relative to the character's stage. Right. So like each song is a little bit representative of like the of like the character. Culture, the type yeah, of Yeah, all are, that yeah. stuff. And it's it is just so good. It's so good. So yeah. that's what I have for your listeners. Reggie with the gems and with a deep video game knowledge. People maybe I play video games and like listen to the soundtrack and listen to the music. And Next like, time. yeah, people that don't even like, yeah. if you just, if you just like music, which are yeah. people that listen to this podcast, yeah. you're, you're missing out on a whole, like a, a whole breath of music, like, yeah. a, like a deep, deep. Well, yeah, it's awesome, oh. man. So the, there's a playlist, everybody. There it is. Me and Reggie uh, video game playlist. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm going to be able to share it with you guys on Spotify I'll share it. I'll, I'll make a YouTube playlist of it. I'll put that link in the episode as well. Um, it's, it's been amazing, man. I can't wait to listen to it myself. And it makes me, I just want to go now and I want to like play, I just want to play like a lush adventure game with a nice soundtrack now. It's like what I'm in the mood for now. You know, like I want to go play a Dragon Quest or something right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, got me in the, it's got me in the zone, man. Um, yeah. Reggie, the, thanks so much for being on the podcast, man. Uh, once again, everybody, Jibber Jabber with Reggie is his podcast. I've been on it like three times right so like yeah, you i actually i'm doing a thing because jibber jabber turned three and uh-huh. i did like uh i'm doing a thing called jibber jabber by the numbers oh and like i'm getting all this numerical data and you and my girlfriend are tied for most appearances whoa okay yeah there you go this is such an honor <laughs> the, oh, yeah, yeah it's a great podcast man everybody check his podcast out and um add him on instagram i'll put him in the you know obviously in the episode description and on instagram but reggie for people just listening to this uh, tell them where they can find you on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram. That's pretty much the only social media I use. It's at Black Dadaist. That's B-L-A-C-K-D-A-D-A-I-S-T. You can also find Jibber Jabber with Reggie at Jib Jab with Reg. Um, there I post my shows. There I post my stuff. Um, and uh, you'll find all that there. Uh, you can find Jibber Jabber with Reggie wherever you get your podcast, honestly, wherever mm-hmm. uh, I've made it. So that way you can find it in everything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so easy these days. Uh, same here with places of people. You can find it wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, if you can't find it, you're probably looking in the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, check us out, find us uh, and go enjoy some video games and go enjoy some, some music, everybody. Uh, Reggie, thanks again for coming on, man. And absolutely. Uh, I loved it. Thanks for letting me uh, uh, geek out and, and, and once again, do way too much. <laughs> Dude, anytime. You're always welcome, man. I love having you on.
Yeah. And I love being on. Glad to hear more episodes. Yeah. Till next time, man. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.